So welcome once again to another Coffee and Heroes podcast. Time now for our new and improved podcast with our wonderful new uh, equipment, courtesy of Mr. Keith Miller. Uh, doing the best. Doing, doing the best. all of his uh, <laughs> research for us. Uh, yeah, you're back with us for another uh, review show. This is going to be reviews for the titles released on the 11th of December. Uh, some great stuff out this week, which we're going to be chatting about. Um, I've read nearly all my pull list. What about you, Mr. McCants? How much of your pull list have you read? I've read it all. You've read it all? Yeah, excellent, excellent. And uh, Mr. Miller, uh, how far are you through your pull list from last week? <laughs> well, at least the boys are back in time. And we also have... We do also have another guest with us this evening. Who we got? Vicky. Yeah, is finally joining us. Uh, likes only, to step in every so often. Only briefly. Well, you say briefly, but I don't know. I think you're 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 loving that new equipment. You might just <laughs> stick around for a while. We'll see. So um, yeah, we've uh, we've been talking about it for a wee while uh, yeah. about uh, upgrading the the audio equipment that we're using. Uh, so that's what we've we've done. We've bought ourselves a, a digital interface, and we've been learning to, to trying to learn how to use it. Uh, and we're getting there slowly but surely. Fancy. But well, we say learning. I mean, Keith was around at our house last week when we first got the equipment, and we must have sat looking at it messing around with it for about seven hours and i think we got absolutely nowhere we took one or two good photographs <laughs> of the equipment so that was fine uh, i believe you needed to call in some professional help too i did i did and uh we're lucky enough to know um a gentleman by the name of nathan o'regan uh who uh he records his own podcast along with a buddy of his and uh he's also a well-known uh professional musician uh goes by his own name so I'd highly recommend checking out Nathan O'Regan on Spotify and... And uh, if you only listen to one podcast, of course it's this one, but if you do listen to a second one, he does also host one called the Mad Notions podcast. That's correct, yeah. Uh, so Nathan was kind enough to swing around to the store today and uh, and show us how to uh, tweak things a wee bit. So, uh, so it's going to be a learning experience over the next few weeks, so if you... Uh, if you you pick up any uh, any uh, problems, uh, we'll we'll sort them out. We'll get them ironed out in the next in the next few weeks as we become a wee bit more aware of the the tools that we're using. Yeah, I mean it's been, it's cool to get new equipment. I mean we've been doing this now for well over a year at this point. We sort of started off with just a little sort of snowball mic, middle of the table, a little bit of experimentation, and you know people seem to be digging this enough that it seemed worthwhile making the extra effort um, just to give it that a uh, bit more professionalism. So. Yeah, hopefully this is the start of some some good podcasting. We may even have a new theme tune on the way at some point soon, which <laughs> will be, which will be finished with the word nice. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's not, we'll be having words. Um, Reminds me of that, uh, isn't it, uh, Little Britain? Yeah. <laughs> Write the theme tune, <laughs> sing the theme tune, <laughs> and finish it with a nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I, th- I think the other thing as well about the equipment is clearly, Vic and I love punishing ourselves in December, so. In addition to all this new equipment, learning how to use it, um, utilize it in the best possible way. A big delivery coming today. We yeah, we should say we're recording this on Tuesday the seventeenth. Uh, Wednesday the eighteenth of December is possibly the biggest release day I can remember in comics personally. Um, it's the biggest since we've been open. Not even just since we've been open. I mean, certainly, oh, but absolutely that. But I can't think of another time. I mean, we've we've all been reading comics a long time. I can't think of another time where so many massive AAA titles or runs are coming to an end on the same day. What's coming to an end? Doomsday Clock is finally coming to an end. Yeah, what? <laughs> Two years and a month later. How many stores? 
Uh, <laughs> we've been in three different stores with Doomsday Clock. Um, so it's coming to an end. Finally, it's real. I've held that hope in my hands. Um, Tom King's Batman run comes to an end. Wow. You've got Scott Snyder's run on Batman coming to an end with Last Night on Earth. You've got Jason Aaron's run on Thor, seven years coming to an end. That's crazy. Chip Zdarsky's run on Invaders coming to an end uh this week as well with issue 12 of that it's just there's so much great stuff but then there's loads of great number ones as well tom taylor's launching suicide squad um it's just insane this week and that's not us even talking about the great indie titles yeah you know usually we finish the show by saying what we're looking forward to tomorrow but (laughs) we seem to have done it reverse this time but you know, when it comes to the indie stuff as well, Folklords this week, Middle West. Oh, number this two week, of Folklords, yeah. Farmhand this week, uh, Jeff Lemire's title, Family Tree issue two. Um, I'd say you've a lot to read this week, Vicky, I, for I a change. I do, so I need to get catching up. Maybe I'll do the next podcast properly with you. I'll be able to review some of my own stuff that I read. Oh, that'll that would be, be nice. That'd be good. Yeah. Always good to hear uh, your uh, input as well. But uh, yeah, as, as, as Vicky was saying, obviously we took this massive delivery today, but we took that in our brand new store. Uh, what? Brand new store, you say? We do, yeah. We, we, we don't tend to mess about. We only decided to move about a month ago. <laughs> Uh, we only start decided to start actually moving the equipment a day and a half ago. I think we're glutton for punishment because we don't do things by half. One mm. being December and the store being open seven days a week. Yeah. Me with a full time job. Yeah. And then coming around to the store and then a big delivery and then let's move move stores as well. Let's just move the whole store. Why yeah. not? You know, trips to IKEA, more furniture, all the rest. But no, the store is we've always been proud of the place. We've always built it up as best we could and but we're we're exceptionally proud of how it's starting to look now. It, it's looking just a little bit more refined, a little bit more plans. Um, we want to make it as comfortable as possible for people. It really feels like this is this is you know development. We're growing um, both in terms of our customers, but also what we can offer our customers. Mm. I think so. also our counter the way we've set it up now, having comics one side and coffee coffee the other. the other side. So. It's completely separate, so there's no comics getting. You've got a coffee side and a hero side. We, we do have a coffee and hero do. side, exactly. Selling so. the name. Maybe we might get a sign from behind each counter, and then people <laughs> will know what we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, of the three places that you've been in, this is definitely the spankiest. Oh, it's, I think uh, so. It looks clean. It's the floors are lovely, the roof's lovely. It's really bright. Um, the the new lights. It's warmer. Lights yep. New lights that were put in not so long ago, I think. So it, it sort of makes the place a lot brighter, which is what we need, I think, if people want to sit down and read comics. Mm. Which Where is it? So if you walk in the main entrance of Smithfield, it used to be you would take a right to get to us. We were in Unit 15, 16. Instead, now you'll no, take a left. That was our Sorry, that's it, completely wrong. Our first unit <laughs> was, was Unit 16. <laughs> then we moved to Unit 17 slash 18, which was the one on the right. But now if you walk in the main entrance... Just think of those lovely dozy donuts. Take a left, walk past them, pick up a donut for us on the way, and then come on up to the store. We're in Unit 5, 6 now. Um, it's a complete mirror image of where we were. Same size unit, right in the end of the corridor. So Stairs on the other side. Which stairs on the other side. and life a lot yeah. easier for us. We don't bang our heads quite so much, which will be nice. A few less concussions, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so you're sort of getting to like 
legacy store numbering at this point. You're not wrong. <laughs> you know, you're really not wrong. Um, of course, we're all just we're we're just excited about it. And we're talking about it a lot just because Roddy hasn't seen it yet. Yes. A lot of activity yesterday. I will see it tomorrow. Uh, a lot of activity yesterday. And, a big shout and, out and for everyone before. that came and helped us move things and yeah, and like many hands make like yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it really shows the community that we've built, which Big is stone. really nice to see people coming in, helping, even if it's just for half an hour. It's it's massively appreciated. Uh, the the caretaker, the council caretaker in uh, in Smithfield, uh, couldn't believe that you managed to move a double unit inside like a day and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and be be operating in a different <laughs> store the day after. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when's the big opening? It's like, we're open now. What do you mean? <laughs> um, yeah, we really did got it quickly. There's one or two little bits and pieces to do, but we're we're pretty much there. But what was also nice as well, which was a bit of an unexpected surprise, we were still in the unit at about half four, getting final bits and pieces down. And there was at least two or three different groups of people that walked past and went, oh no, the comic store's closed. <laughs> and uh, then obviously we explained we were moving, but it was nice to hear that people would actually be disappointed if we closed. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, kind of yeah. nice as Good well. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, yep. Not just our comic family. Yep, that's it. So we'll uh, we'll put out videos and you know pictures and stuff tomorrow slash today whenever you listen to this on the Wednesday for a new release day. Um, and then hopefully you'll come down and check it out. But yeah, we're we're very proud of it. It's it's It definitely looks that next level, I think. So, um, you know, it's it's full of what Mr. Miller likes, clean lines. Clean lines. It's clean all about lines. the clean lines. I think we're going to have a visit from Roddy and Benji. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, Hopefully. we've just doubled the amount of people coming to the store now because we will have a cute dog there. Of course. Oh, yeah. And we're still waiting for Fizz to come back. Fizz needs to see the new store as well. You forgot about the cute Roddy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this was a video, you know, yeah. podcast, just so people could have seen Roddy's Mass little Exodus right there, just just to see Roddy's right eyebrow just twitch, like yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, come please come and check us out. Um, yeah, new store number five six in Smithfield now, so um, and it's warmer on that side. We promise. <laughs> cool. So yeah, um, anything else happening this week before we dive into some? comics uh, it is a big week for another reason of course star wars yeah yeah so mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, i just wanted to ask as not not the biggest star wars fan in the world i i've seen all the movies enjoy them yeah i know you guys you guys have been enjoying the mandalorian um we haven't watched the mandalorian Roddy. what are you talking about i've heard that you've Disney heard Plus i've heard, that, start here until I've next heard year. that you've heard good things i've heard good yeah. things about it yeah. um what's the excitement level then for rise of the skywalker rise of skywalker rise of skywalker yeah, yeah. why don't rise you go first vicky you're probably a bigger star wars fan than me i'm looking forward to it like i'm not gonna rush out and go to see it at midnight because i have work at six <laughs> o'clock the next morning yeah. so um but no we'll probably see it before the weekend is out and i'm looking forward to it obviously last Jedi wasn't that great, and last Jedi was terrible. It was terrible. Um, it that bad that it's not in our collection. We have all the other Star Wars movies, even um, Rogue One. We have, um, but last Jedi just I didn't enjoy it. But I'll be curious to see how it ends. It's journey for well, that this is chapter. the end of the, the end of the Skywalker saga, isn't it? For yeah, now, we'll see. Mm. <laughs> There's been endings before, um, yeah. In terms of Max, I mean, I mean, yeah, I'll I'll look forward to it. I like I like big event movies, so um, I really enjoyed Force Awakens. I thought J.J. Abrams hit the sweet spot between nostalgia and introducing new characters who were interesting. Um, the only thing I think you will find with this one is, even if it's amazing, you'll find that slight regret that he just didn't do all three. 
you know, make it a really great trilogy. It's a weird comparison maybe to make. I was chatting to someone about it the other day. Um, I think of Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy a little bit. Because the Dark Knight, which is in the middle, is this awesome standalone movie, essentially. But everything that happens in the third one is related to the first one, not the middle part. Yeah. It's related to Raz al Ghul. It's related to League of Shadows. It's related to a plan to destroy Gotham, whereas the middle one was just this sort of full movie of anarchy and chaos. So it's... Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I would say we'll probably see it by Saturday, maybe Sunday, because I think only in a comic store, I think that a lot of people will uh a lot of people will be asking thoughts. Yeah. Um obviously you're going to the, the triple bill. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. No. No, probably not. <laughs> uh, I think yeah, I think I might I might go at the weekend, but I'm not probably not gonna be rushing out to see it. But um yeah. It's a weird one as well because to be honest I have this this thing these days where I'll watch one trailer and that's it. And we were sitting around the, the sofa before we started recording this and, and the TV uh TV spot popped up for Star Wars and there was so much new footage because I just ha- I don't watch trailers anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it it looks good. I I think Jay Jabram's a very safe pair of hands and Hopefully he'll stick the landing with this and then move on to Warner Brothers and save the whole DC universe. So <laughs> that is my hope. That is, well, after the Schneider cuts released, of course. Um, God. <laughs> I think you need to give up on that. No, no, no. Customary mention just in on Keith. Keith um, could break the equipment if you make him angry. <laughs> if you mention the Snyder cut. Don't make me hungry. Yeah. You wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. Uh, yeah, so other than that, really, I don't think there's... Not too much other goings on in the comic sort of world or comic film world it all sort of happened while keith and i were away wasn't it there was yeah i had to talk to myself uh, last yeah. week you know you did very, really well we wanted to we wanted to say thanks because we we couldn't <laughs> yeah, be here it was, so. good. It was it was good it was a it definitely was a was a fairly fairly sad solo affair <laughs> uh but uh yeah yeah it was i i have to be honest i only listened up to the 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 bit at the end of the Snyder Cut thing, I didn't listen to any reviews. I thought you would have only listened up to the start of the Snyder well, Cut bit. <laughs> so, so as as you know, uh, as you may have mentioned uh, on that podcast, that uh, myself and Roddy were both uh, on holidays, and uh, so I made the mistake of the last review show, which I we recorded just before I went on holidays. I left my pull list here at your house. <laughs> you did where we record. So I went on holidays to Spain for a week with no comics to read. I did. I did read, um, I bought it a few months back, uh, the, the Chris Claremont uh, uh, Saga of the Demon Bear, Demon the New Bear Mutants, saga, so yeah. I, did, I did read it, it was bloody fantastic, some of the, some of the, best, the best X-Men I've ever read, um, it was really, really solid stuff, uh, really solid art, um, very, very different, um, so I did read that, but it meant that it was like a week over a week behind my pull list by the time we came back because I was picking up new stuff and then uh, the way that the way that my timeline worked and I've already bored Roddy with this um, earlier on the day the way that my timeline worked was uh, I came straight home and I went straight down to Dublin on the, the Friday and then I wasn't back until the Saturday and then I was busy on Sunday and I was able to pick up my books uh, certainly but I didn't get a chance to read them for the following week and then I was in London for two days for work uh, and then that was also a busy week, so I didn't get a chance to read any of my books. So I'm now sitting nearly three weeks behind. I've, I've caught up to two weeks behind, but I'm pretty far behind. I'm pretty far behind. So this this kind of reminds me of the, do you know the, is it House of X or Pars of X? The Moira McTaggart? <laughs> the many lives of? the many, It's like the many lives of Keith Miller, like social life. 
but the com- it's the it goes so far travel you know life, travel yeah. life really far yeah. but now the comics are just yeah. lagging yeah. behind a wee bit <laughs> the very lives of keith x <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it'll be too long in catching up definitely um, not definitely not there's some really good stuff i'm really looking forward to but uh i think as of as of now i've got about 30 something books on my pull list i think that's probably gonna jump up a wee bit tomorrow so a but we'll bit. see we'll see i've <laughs> got uh we have a couple there double yeah 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 um <laughs> i did manage to read one of the uh tkd tko tko um trades which was which was nice uh, i took that with me on holiday as well um so i think we're maybe going to talk about those another time yeah i think so i mean uh, we're they were kind enough to send us the books out and we're sort of passing them around between us all i read sentient yep. which i thoroughly enjoyed and i'd happily chat at length about it but only once everybody's read it yeah, yeah. i read the the, the banks's the banks's you got well, i got pound for pound, pound which for is pound. yeah it's interesting to say the least yeah, yeah. i'm really really thankful we got them um but in terms of housekeeping we're we're gonna do reviews of the tko books for book club I'd say so. I'd say just call it and then the one and chat about the four. Yeah. Cool. Though we, we do have a House of X, Parts of X one we need to... Yeah, we do need to get on that. Part. <laughs> I, I mean, I've already started my second read through, so I'm, I'm up for that. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, we also no, have no. to do my, my book club. And then we have yes, Miles. Absolutely. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah um, a few things. Speaking of which, Roddy, um, how are things going with your own release? Oh, well, um, Alan's actually <laughs> the man to ask on this one. Well, I mean, I, I think I'm Roddy's unofficial manager at this point. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we chatted a, a few weeks ago about mm. we were going to make sure that Roddy's latest book, Soul of the Sea, written by Roddy, art by Donna Black, um, Donna A. Black, I should say. I'm in trouble now. Um, art cred. Yeah, mm. we we wanted to make sure that it was ready for release. We Roddy sent out all the Kickstarter um, rewards and all the issues, and the book's gorgeous. It looks fantastic. The cover's awesome, you know, and we wanted to really put it on the shelves and really highlight it. And, you know, the first... Uh, rake of them he gave us have, have sold out um so we've we're we're winning the second printing uh oh, yeah. which yeah. you know will be delivered into the store and we'll get those back in the racks as well but yeah people are really digging it people are liking um supporting the local stuff saying that there are good writers and, and good artists good creators in general yeah. you know a little closer to home so but yeah it sold really quickly but the funny thing was i said to roddy if you could send me some details you know i'll print them out i'll put it in the back of the book We'll put it in the bag. Because we bag and board everything, there is a great description of the story on the back of the comic. But because we bag and board it, people wouldn't be able to see that. So I said, oh, yeah, just make me sure to send me something. I'll print it out. We'll put it in the back of the book. Of course, Roddy just effed off on holiday. And... Uh, <laughs> I forgot. I was, I was sitting there at 10 to 10 <laughs> yeah. on the Wednesday and I just went, I'm definitely forgetting something. I went, oh no, we're supposed to be putting Roddy's book out. So uh, I just made up a wee little quick blurb and uh, seemed to do yeah, well. You, so. you did well. It looks, um, I must say, it looks cool up in the um, the racks with the new releases and all. Oh, it's, I put you next to nice, some good company. Yeah, it's, ni- it's nice to sort of, do you know with some indie books you always kind of get put in like, I don't know, like the local artist's corner or something that's something something to think about that it's actually beside all these other books like makes makes you feel really good anyway well that's it i mean i had hickman to the left of you sadarsky to the right here i am stuck in the middle with coffee and heroes i knew he was gonna (laughs) say something like that (laughs) so yeah no the the book is selling well but yeah roddy is gonna um he is gonna fire some more copies and uh we'll definitely keep that in stock for as long as we can but uh, it is selling well, so please do pop in anytime. And I should also say that uh, 
even though I'm a retailer, you know, I make sure all the proceeds go to the, the talent. Yeah. Shall we say? Thank but then you. he spends yeah. it on the store anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> it's a it's a vicious circle. <laughs> um so yeah, uh, that's uh, I think all of our housekeeping and bits and bobs. Keith looks really disappointed because I just I'm about to say let's talk about some comics with Red. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get there. It's okay, uh, Keith. I've I've not read any from last week. No, well, it's uh, last week was a really good week. I mean, it's it's really weird in a way that we're going to start talking about books from last week because with the move and then that big delivery today, my head's just spinning with all the great stuff that's out tomorrow. <laughs> so all I can think about is how much I want to read Doomsday Clock and how much I want to read Last Night on Earth. I may have already read Batman 85. I've um, got a little teary. I'm um, not going to lie. Um, but yeah, no, there was, there was some really good stuff last week. I mean... For me, there was there was great stuff from all the companies. Uh, a couple of particular standouts. Uh, I'll throw a few honorable mentions in a bit later. But we'll, we'll kick things off with my book anyway, uh, which no surprise to anyone is a Batman-related book. No. The thing is, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I do read a lot of Batman stuff. I don't read every single book. There are some that, I'll be honest, they're not for me. But I do think... As a fan of the character, I think we're in a golden era of Batman books. The level of talent and creators and the diversity of them is just stunning because as anybody who listens to this knows or anybody that comes in the store knows, I'm a big fan of Tom King's run. I'm a big fan of Scott Snyder's New 52 run. I'm a great fan of Grant Morrison's stuff. Um, but at the moment, we're blessed because we've had Tom King at the same time as Snyder on Batman last night. And then we also have Sean Murphy who is a writer, artist, creator of my pick of the week, which is Batman Curse of the White Knight. Uh, this is book five. And also a shout out to Matt Hollingsworth, who also always does colors in these books. I mean, this this issue, it had a lot to live up to in a way because this directly followed the Von Freeze issue. Von Freeze was one of my favorite issues of the year. Absolutely wonderful, so it was. Um, it sort of put a nice little twist on historical fiction. Um, but this was the first one to come out after that and I've chatted to a few people about it in the store this is the issue that basically does say and we try not to swear too often on this because I do like to think that younger people do listen to it as well but this is the issue that just shows Sean Murphy doesn't give two fucks what he does in this universe he's like this is my Batman universe I'm going to do whatever I want in it you know I mean Tom Keane had to take 77 issues before he could kill Alfred do you know what I mean <laughs> um sean murphy did that in white knight uh in curse of the white knight i don't want to spoil too much because keith hasn't read it and i know he says he doesn't care about spoilers but the stuff that happens in this issue it really is a page turner of absolute what the hell how did this just happen um issue five for me the reason i enjoyed it so much it it kicks off with a, a great emotional stuff which is the funeral of james gordon who died in the last issue um, so you've got this uh, news report going on at the same time as the whole city's come to a standstill. But my favourite part of this was actually just at the very end. Barbara's now in a wheelchair. She had her back broken by Azrael in the last issue. And so she's very much giving off Oracle vibes here. Um, and Dick Grayson's pushing her. And as they're all putting flowers on the, onto the uh, coffin, Dick's like, hmm, no sign of Bruce. And Barbara's like, because he's a card. So it's already really interesting because the whole Bat family is just shattered here. It's all in pieces. But the reason Bruce isn't there is because he's investigating this lead, which is under Gotham's reservoir. And again, just really kudos to the art here. You know, it shows Bruce Wayne basically going, 
you know, deep sea diving and what he finds is this sort of buried underwater um, church which belongs to the family of Azrael. So this is sort of a secret that's buried that is um, that the Wayans, their fortune was essentially built upon the blood of others. This is what I really like about this book as well. The thing is the Wayans are always portrayed as because we only ever see mentions of the Wayans through Bruce's eyes, he remembers nothing but the light of his family and you know, they were such great people and they were ripped away from him too young. But what this shows is, and it's how the real world works, let's be honest. If you've got money, you've probably done some bad things to get it. If you've that level of finance. Um, so it goes into the sort of the cursed history of the Wayans. And and Bruce feels really responsible for it. All. Like he wants to make amends. He's not trying to hide it. It's not like, oh crap, I might lose all my money. He is investigating it and he wants to see justice done. So he is actually, you know he will go through this right to the end um but yeah it's, it's sort of punctuated with a, a double story in this one while you've got bruce investigating all this stuff on Azrael, you've got harley going back to see joker who is in arkham because she's trying to see if jack napier still exists below that veneer and at this point harley's actually had two kids with um the joker uh twins um, and there's a really, really class scene where she's trying to talk to him and saying, look, you'll never see me again unless, you know, you actually show me that Jack still, you know, lives within you, so to speak. And you have this great art where it's all Joker and it's Harley and she walks away and she's like, I love you. Then it cuts back and it's actually Jack there saying, I love you too. Um, and then the last part of the story is all Azrael based, um, which is showing his plan going into operation. There is a kick-ass design here that will uh, any 90s fan of Batman will love because they are clearly setting up him to be Batman. I'm a 90s fan of Batman. Yeah. This is pure Nightfall era stuff. I mean, the, the last page alone will just give you goosebumps. Um, but I, again, I'm not going to spoil what happens sort of the 10 pages leading up to the end because there are big things happened here. Um, but suffice to say, there's a lot of villains involved. There's Murphy's interpretation of being in here um but yeah that last page i'll i'll slightly spoil for you. i'll turn around just to see your reaction keith but if you're a fan of 90s era batman and you're shown an image like that <laughs> lovely yeah which is just essentially Azrael within this it's new a, bat armor it's a knight's end armor isn't it yeah, it is indeed and he's just i'm batman with the flaming sword there um really really just wonderful wonderful title i don't think there's an artist today that works anything like murphy his art is so distinct well he, he works he works to his own i mean he's the writer he's the he's the artist so yeah. i mean that's a that's definitely a bonus isn't it I mean, oh without whenever, a doubt whenever he's writing something he's probably already visualizing what it looks like white knight sold that well and murphy was basically either able to write his own check with dc that's I mean, the thing ronnie from your point of view if you in addition to being a very talented writer also were a talented artist how would you how would you approach how would i approach writing comics i mean how, how would that well you imagine in some in some ways i visualize the panels anyway because i'm writing i do visualize them in my head but it's up it's he gets to to do it the way he wants whereas an artist for me might do if i write something an artist might actually produce it better like add something yeah yeah that's i think that's the magic for me and like just not just being a writer but being able to write something and then see seeing it produced better like in taken to another even just another level like that that's what you know donna 
Donna did with the Soul of the Sea so well, just like bring it to life. Yeah, mm. yeah, like because I like I could visualize in my head like what a panel would look like, but then on the page, it's completely different. And Donna, Donna, so it's it's really up to it's I I don't really I can't comprehend what Sean like Gordon Murphy does, but he I obviously I plan things a certain way. I would be like panel. I want okay. I want ten panels in this page, or six panels in this one, or like nine panel structure, whatever. But then an artist might come to you and be like, okay, but I can do this better with this. Like say four four panels in a page. So it's really, yeah, it's really it's a really weird one. I wish I could draw. That's that's my honest answer. I think we all do. Yeah, yeah, I think we all do. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it. That's one of the reasons I think White Knight works so well is because what he writes is, as he writes it, what he sees in his head is what he's able to put in the page. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Whereas, as you say, there's a lot of times where it's more a collaborative process where it might be an interpretation of the mm-hmm. words of the writer by the artist, but he's able to do exactly what he wants with it. But yeah, White Knight was such a such a success for for dc and for murphy that he essentially just writes his own check now he's actually said he will never write or he sorry he will never draw someone else's script now he only wants to draw the things he writes and it, mm-hmm. it's a great position to be in but it's it's because he's so talented um it's i should not... i should throw a little shout out as well um i know obviously keith's not a fan of black label stuff the the oversized stuff because of its shape but i just want to point out what i do love about black label which this is a title though it is a normal size comic. Uh, with Black Label, there's no adverts, and it, it makes such a difference to the flow of reading. That's something. That's really something. Um, it really is. I mean, there's there's not even... There's the odd advert at the back, but it's literally for, for White Knight. Um, and then there's some process pages and stuff like that. So it's just really brilliantly put together. Lovely covers. Nice sort of little acetate type effect. Um, you're never disappointed with White Knight, but this for me was the standout issue so far in terms of plot progression and sort of uncovering the secrets in Gotham of, of, of the Murphyverse, so to speak. Um, do you think they'll do a third? Yes, he's already started writing it. What? Really? Yeah, oh. he, um, he put out a tweet about a week ago and he was, I think it was something like, so just starting something and then it was a, um, a screen grab of his computer and it just said White Knight 3 story cool. by Sean Murphy. Well, at um, least they didn't do that annoying thing in comics where it's like, oh, top secret, can't tell you. <laughs> Yeah, that leads to disappointment yeah. sometimes, yeah. as we found out today. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he always said it was going to be a trilogy, but we have to see Jason Todd in this somewhere because he was he was still alive at the end of White Knight oh, yeah. and said yeah. that he hated Bruce yeah. Wayne. I wish he had never met him. I thought he was going to be the villain of this one, but there's still time. Who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was my pick uh, of the week. Uh, unsurprisingly, Batman, Curse of the White Knight, and that was uh, book five. Um I mean, we may as well go from one great Batman writer to another great Batman writer with your pick of the week, Roddy. Yeah, let's do it. This is um, called Roddy's Redemption. <laughs> Listen to earlier podcast for context. Yeah. <laughs> Can we remember which one? Was it the very first week one? I or think was it might have been. Was it the last monthly one? I think it might have been the... F- I th- no, I think it was the first weekly one because we went yeah. in the extreme depth. Well, yeah, Keith and I yeah. went into extreme depth um, <laughs> on issue one of this. Yeah, so my pick for this week, um, got, a l- got a few bonus ones so we'll get to later. Um, so this one is Undiscovered Country, number two by uh, 
aforementioned Scott Snyder, writer of a great Batman New 52 run and also written by Charles Soule. The art by Giuseppe Camoncoli and Danielle Orlandini, coloring by Matt Wilson and lettering by Crank. So, Exclamation mark. I love that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, as mentioned on previous podcasts, number one, liked it, fell off a cliff for me, got a bit frustrated with it to be fair um as with a lot of snyder stuff i felt it was like all these grand ideas and they weren't quite reined in but with uh number two i thought this was they're following they're on the ground running thought it was a great story great follow-up and we were talking on off air about how you thought it was like lost and i was like yeah that is a good comparison structure of it i think i think so there's it's not just um, everything set in the modern day. It's sort of like, here's six pages of what's happening now. Let's have a flashback to these characters when they were younger. Let's go back to what's happening now. Let's have another flashback that ties in. Yeah. Just really reminded me uh, structure-wise. And it's it's reined in as well, which is good. It's reined um, in in what way? It's really? quite a it's quite a personal story. So um, it's I'll tell you tell you a bit about it. Um, so if you haven't read the first one, massive spoilers, obviously, but. Yeah, we'll get into it. So basically it starts off with a flashback and this is between a young Charlotte and young Daniel, the brother and sister we meet in the very first issue. And this is them being, I believe in the first issue, they mentioned they were taken out of America before the That's right. They, the they, wall went yeah, up. Yeah, they, they grew up to a certain age. They were still children whenever they left, yeah. isn't that right? And but then they moved to England. Yeah. And here we see... Uh, well, what's his name? Uncle Sam. Uh, I can't remember. Sam Elgin, is that his name? Sam Elgin, yeah. So Sam Elgin appears and he's like, okay, um, you basically have to get out. And I think they, they moved to England and started for new life. And then it's quite an emotional scene. And just really, really enjoyable. Like a, like a lost flashback, I thought. And then sort of we come back to present day then in the now. And we basically get... And in the now we're 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 in America. We are in we're in America. We're in America and in a cave because uh, they were being attacked at the yeah. end of issue one. Mm-hmm. So and they were brought in by Sam Elgin. Sam. Yeah. So we're basically getting an explanation of there's the dignitaries and our team there, and we actually get a really nice explanation about the um, the America the americas and the divided uh the divided states within america like the Knox and i can't remember all the other ones there is like destiny purple mountain purple kingdom. mountain kingdom yeah um ah there we go and the the shining sea uh, and the, the red, red game uh, from sheet sea to shining sea isn't that uh, indeed yeah and the red glare Rockets Red Glare, Rocket isn't Red that the Glare, one? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, I'm just going to drag something up on my phone here. And then, of um, course, Destiny, because we this issue is one very much rooted to the Destiny Man who is introduced yes, properly. Yes, he is. Was he introduced? Uh, or was it his little lieutenant that was introduced in, in the last issue? No, no, this issue is the, oh, the Destiny yeah, Man. Brilliant. So, yeah, you're going to look forward to this one, Keith, I think. Um, so, yeah, we're basically we're introduced sam sort of goes on there's a talks about a prophecy for them to travel to the center of the usa to to save it and so in order to get we find out 
Oh, maybe not tell you, Keith, because we find out why it's a circle. Oh, there was like, it's like, and a, I knew, like a, a spiral. Yep. Yeah. So, and I was like, why the hell are they not going from, from point A to point B? Because well, straight line, you know? there's a reason for that. Okay. And what I really loved about this issue was you got, you got a lot of questions, but you also got a lot of answers. There was a lot of mystery to it, but they also give you, there's certain, certain TV shows that are, that are like, all mystery and you're just like come on come on give me a bit of bit of something but this this sort of delivered on both levels for me there was enough mystery and intrigue to keep you going but there was also a lot of really set up new mysteries yeah. but actually answered questions there's a lot of great great yeah. stuff about well, the world and world building that i, mean, I really is, enjoyed in this one is that maybe where the where the, the problem arose for you in the last issue it was all question and no answer because it really was yeah. <laughs> you know, and you just saw yeah. my yeah. goodness they're going to drag this out for 15 issues before yeah, we get some answers yeah I there, mean, there is going to be like you know the big sloth monster or whatever it was with the i don't know like a what was it a squid with sunglasses or something like just wait, wait gypsy car in, in mad max yep. yeah and obviously there's no reasoning for that but there was a lot of great stuff set up in it and combined they managed to combine that stuff with a very threatening and cool like a really cool looking character in the, the destiny man combined with the pathos of like all this character drama they've really what i really felt they nailed in this second one was the characters and how they bounce off each other i mean i thought i thought they were they developed that really well they started that really well in the helicopter in the first issue uh their their dialogue was 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 back the, and the forth the predator you know. scene if you will as the, i call the it the predator scene as you referred to it yeah absolutely <laughs> um so i thought they did a really good job of that um i had no issues with that uh and then throughout then i think they they, they developed stuff and there was definitely that lost thing in the first issue of them, you know, flashing back a wee bit to find out a wee bit about all the characters. So that's, yeah, yeah cool. Cool. And yeah, I also, there's a really strong horror vibe to yeah, it as well. There's definitely. One, the wall. The wall. Oh my God. Again, you don't brutal. want to go into too much. I know, uh, I know we do these as spoiler filled, but we also but, know, given your love for the medium, Keith, we don't yeah. want to ruin things for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we don't want to go into too much detail, but just, yeah, the, that's what i like about this book in general it's got sci-fi in it but it's got horror but it's got great world building but it's got end of the world stuff but it's got mystery it really is a bit of everything yep. and that's what i really like about it um yeah um yeah just continuing on there's a lot of then we sort of we move from different places so we'll go we'll be here in the now but then we'll go back to the the alliance euro afrique and we see things in kenya with um i can't remember the soldier's name but then i love it's just like the lost flashbacks and then we'll jump to the pan-asian prosperity zone so there's a lot of stuff going on but i felt they they just rode that really well together. They meshed it all together really well. Mm -hmm. And especially considering this was this was a normal sized issue, wasn't it? Yeah. And obviously the hologram. This, the, <laughs> the hologram of um well, maybe I won't spoil it for you, but there was a hologram that made me quite happy because I hated the part in the first one. <laughs> and then when it was a hologram, I was like, no, why? <laughs> but yeah. They've um, tricked me. The art really stands out at that part as well because the first, not that the issue is you know dull at the start, but the issue is the issue at the start is very um, you know a lot of stuff set within houses, very homely. Then you get stuff set inside a cave, which is quite claustrophobic. 
But then after that, for me, the art opens up with the aforementioned wall, yeah. you know, the design of the Destiny Man, then when they're out in the desert and the hologram. The art is, I think, deserves massive, massive praise yeah. in this as well. And Matt Wilson's colors, or Matt Wilson, Matt Wilson's the folklore's colors, is he? Or is that? I think so. Yeah, yeah. absolutely unreal. But it, the issue ends with uh, our team. Basically, there's a really nice scene where they they all sort of vote on what to do. I thought that was a really good character moment. Yeah. But they end up because um, they also don't stick to their principles. It's like yeah, one or two yeah. of them are like, "Well, actually, that's a good point. I change my vote." yeah stuff yeah. like so and, uh, they feel like rounded characters definitely i think it ends up with daniel has a deciding vote and they end up going they basically decide they're going to the destiny man's lair yeah and uh and then you know we should probably piece. leave it there yeah oh. mm, so yeah uh considering i was i think i said to you i was like i don't know if i'm gonna pick it up you know because i guess sometimes like we have a lot on our pro list you know you have like to you're gonna pick it up after one or yeah, yeah. Some, sometimes yep. like unfortunately like i've been known to do that if i don't like a number one like yeah. i just well that, it's, it's something i even say kinda, to people in the yeah, store i mean <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's something i would say to people in the store it's because there's such wealth of options out there now if something yeah. doesn't grab you you will be able to fill that void with something else so don't stick with something if you're not enjoying it i personally will always give it two issues because i think one issue is always set up always yeah, yeah. but if you don't have a clear direction of where the story's going by the second issue then maybe i'm out mm-hmm. sort of thing but um, no um yeah really dug it um so from being my not pick of the week to pick of the week um well done guys nice so one it, it's <laughs> interesting as well because we there's a wee bit at the back of back matter and there's a great two page about it's called the process which is it's snyder that wrote it wasn't it yeah, yeah. and it was one he said one of the main questions he's always asked the cons is how do you co-write a book with someone and then he started thinking about it and he, he sort of breaks down their process. But it seems to be that um, I'll really look forward to this moving forward, in your opinion, Keith, given uh, what happened with Justice League. Because, oh, sorry, um, Alan. Don't want to interrupt you. But well, it's it was Charles, Charles Soule. It is Charles yeah. Soule, actually, because yeah. he does say, I am a lawyer, after all, yeah. I think, at one point. Um, but Did Charles Soule write, the, write the, the essay at the end of the last one as well? I'd need to go back and look. I, I wouldn't know offhand. Mm, make, I wonder, is that telling us something? That maybe Snyder's not on this for a long time? Well, what's interesting with this is that he says, so Charles Solo maybe spearhead issue two, and then he'll move on to issue four, and then he'll move on to issue okay. six. Okay. They, they, have, they have really in-depth conversations, and they do work out all the story beats themselves, but then Snyder will sort of take lead on issue three and issue five and issue seven. So we're really curious how this is going to work out. <laughs> so you're saying this is this is why this the issue two makes a lot more sense than issue one? Is that what you're saying? Oh, look at Keith. Them. Keith <laughs> will have his favorites. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. change your name, Roddy, from Roddy to Naughty. Oh. Just Naughty in a way there. Oh, I love Scott Snyder. Let's, let's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I nice. wholeheartedly agree nice. with that. Uh, with Rod in this one, this was very close to the top of my list this week as well. And also, speaking of the process thing, there's also really great other back matter with the, uh, what do you call it? The timeline thing timeline. they have. And then there's like sketches and designs and all. It's just really cool. I love I love stuff like and that. And of course, yeah. fake quotes as well. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I forgot about the fake quote. Great yeah. word building stuff. Great yeah. word building yeah. stuff. You know, just because we we were obviously talking about Star Wars coming out, you know, shall we, shall go ahead. It's not a massive yeah. spoiler. Let's be honest. So, do it, do it. <laughs> okay. by the way, the cover for issue three as well looks bloody epic. 
They made episode 12, but I didn't like it as much. It was after the ceiling, so half of the actors were digital, and back then, they still looked pretty fake. <laughs> and who was that one said by? Manny Achari, Achari, 21 student, Mumbai, Pan-Asian Prosperity Zone. <laughs> Quotes from the New World, an oral history of the ceiling by Valentina Sandoval. That's a book I think they should Class, release at some it? point. Yeah. Mm. You know, I think it'd be, it'd remind me of something like Lazarus because I know they have like the source books and stuff, oh, don't yeah, they? Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. I think it'd be really cool if they did it from that. Um, cool. So that was Undiscovered Country number two. We think spearheaded by Charles Soule yeah. and then Scott Snyder. Cool. And Giuseppe Camancoli on art. It's a beautiful looking book too. Beautiful yeah. looking book. Stunning book, and even just the covers are just great. I know Greg Capullo's doing a variant for issue three, so oh, I'll be keeping my eye for that one. It's, I think, do do the artists switch the covers? I think that one's common coolly. I think I'm just looking on very proudly here that Roddy is now able to <laughs> open and close comic <laughs> bags oh, yeah, that by was, himself. Now what, that what, his what do you mean? His his, his hand was, is still encased like, in plaster. Uh, Keith, yeah, what are you talking yeah. about? La, 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 la. Um, but yeah like i don't know if you're if you're new to the podcast i broke my wrist for six six weeks and it's now healed i've got the cast off so it's all looking good and i had to have the the boys open open the comic <laughs> bags for me just over the last yeah. few weeks yeah so it's but yeah sorry this one this cover was by giuseppe camancoli so yeah it'll be interesting to see if um Orlandini and that and he, and he switches so yeah might look into that awesome so Undiscovered Country 2 so from your veritable pile Keith what did you go for this week the veritable pile that I've read or the veritable pile that I have to read I mean I do I think, oh, there's such a distance between the two there this isn't a whole lot either this is this is the stuff from uh, I mean what we're doing now is we're reviewing stuff from uh, the 11th the 11th of December so this is just the 11th of December stuff it's okay. Uh, Based on what you've read and what I think you're going to talk about, I am very happy to jump well, on board that conversation. So, so my pick of the week um, is uh, X-Force number three by Benjamin Percy and uh, Joshua Kassara. Um, great cover there um, of Jean Grey um, in her... It's interesting, Jean Grey's been wearing her, her old Marvel girl Marvel uniform girl. from mm. way back at the, the start of the X-Men, which is kind of interesting. She's still there, so... Um, so that's a Dustin Weaver uh, cover. Um, so yeah, third issue of X Force, um, and uh, I mean, uh, we really been enjoying the Dawn of X stuff. Um, the the six books, yeah. six books, isn't it of Dawn of X? Six. Yeah. Um, but I think I th I think Alan would agree that X Force has sort of been the the standout book. Now, whenever I say that. I mean, we're talking about books that are ahead and shoulders Varying for degrees the most of part, quality. Yeah, yeah, above of both most other things, uh, and again, shepherded by uh, shepherded by Jonathan Hickman. Um, so we start off with uh, uh, Alan's, Alan's coveted, a beautiful nine-panel nine panel structure. structure, first page. Um, so and then we go into our uh, our credit scene. You know, we've got our we've got our pre-credit scene, and then uh, we go into our character introduction and. Uh, you probably know by now that mutants around the world are flocking to the island nation of Krakoa for safety, security, and to be part of the first mutant society. Um, so there was a fairly, uh, the last issue, the first first and second issue of, of X-Force covered um, the assassination of uh, Professor Xavier, uh, which of course put a wee bit of a, wee bit of a different spin in things because in, in the Hickman's, in Hickman's X-Men universe, um, 
the mutants mutants don't have to fear death because uh through a combination of uh i guess cloned bodies and charles xavier and the cerebro helmet re-implanting personalities and memories into those bodies those husks um mutants really don't have to fear death whenever they die yeah they're they back, can be, backed up yeah yeah, they they, yeah exactly that so they, forth yeah so but the problem was that these assassins killed charles xavier and destroyed cerebro the helmet that was on his head um so they destroyed the, the helmet in the process. Uh, Jean Grey and Beast have retrieved a backup Cerebro that the Professor had installed in Krakoa for in case of his demise. Meanwhile, Wolverine and Kid Omega have uh, followed the Assassin's Trail to South Korea, where they find this biomanufacturing plant full of these half-grown killers, like the ones that uh, escaped onto Krakoa to, to assassinate Charles. And they also find Domino. She's half-flayed and she's clinging to life. And we learned in the last, the last issue that the killers had flayed Domino or taken parts of Domino and implanted them on their on, on themselves in order that they could pass as mutants to pass go through, through the, the gates. Yeah. Pass through, there's well, pass through secu- the defences. Yeah, because um, the security system recognises if you're a mutant or not. Yeah, exactly. And Black Tom Cassidy is part of that security system. So they had dropped onto the dropped onto Krakoa, but there's a there's a, a shield of spores around Krakoa mm-hmm. that would normally uh, alert Black Tom non-mutants yeah. were on the way but of course they they registered as mutants uh the krakoa the population of krakoa were expecting uh domino and her team back yeah uh, and so that's how that's how they, they, they got in to, to kill charles domino's um, not a, a character i'm overly familiar with i mean does she have any sort of higher threshold to pain or anything uh no not really not as such i mean she's a she's a trained assassin trained killer um she uh I first became familiar with Domino back in the original X Force book. She's a contemporary of Cables, yeah. Um, and Domino's power is luck. She she can generate good luck mm-hmm. uh, or or negative luck depending on, on, on how it goes. So, uh, and she's she's very well trained. But no, she doesn't have any um, other than I guess her own her own willpower. Um, so yeah, uh, great great book, um, gorgeous art. Um, so Kid Omega and. Uh, and Wolverine are are in South uh, South Korea, isn't that right? Yeah, in Seoul, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're in they're in South Korea, and they they break out Domino, and Domino is a mess. She's been skin's been flayed off, one of her eyes is missing. Uh, it's just the worst, and you're kind of going, Jesus, she's never she's never going to survive this. They were just using her and butchering her, uh, but um, yeah, there, there's there's a great conversation that goes on here between, I mean, because Wolverine used to be the you know, back in the day, Wolverine used to be the berserker. He used to be, he used to go off half cocked. He used to be the, you know, the yeah, fight first, yeah, talk later. Exactly, you know, and he's, uh, we're showing Wolverine's wisdom here now, uh, relative to relative to Kid Omega, um, who just wants to, to kill and butcher, you know. Um, the other thing that's worth noting is um, there's a psychic dampener in play here. So Kid Omega, who is an Omega level psychic, his, his powers are, are, are out of. Uh, non existent. Yeah, exactly. Point. So, um, so yeah, I mean, the point, the point is, you know, that Wolverine is pissed as hell, but he says, trust me, the professor knows exactly what most humans are capable of, the same as mutants, the very best and the very worst. So, uh, there's this bioengineered, it's nearly like, uh, what do you call the, 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 the critter from, uh, Nemesis from, from Resident Evil, Resident what I was Evil thinking of. One. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what, what, uh, what I thought, you know, so, um, so yeah, they effectively pick up, pick up. Uh, 
the remains of Domino and and, and run like hell. Um, back on the uh, back on the island, we have a really lovely exchange between Beast and and Jean Grey. They're trying to trying to take the new the the, the secondary Cerebro helmet to resurrect Charles and the, a really lovely uh, conversation about the meaning of of death and life. You know, and whether or not you know it's interesting because we had this conversation whenever we were doing our old guard book club about whether or not you know um it is the fact that humans have mortal life that that gives our, our lives gives meaning, meaning you know but jean is sort of organized she's she's arguing the opposite you know um she's saying that um you know jean is a character who has died many times and this is interesting because there's been some conversation about whether or not hickman's x-men is connected to how it's connected to all of the X-Men stuff that's gone before. Yeah. You know, how it's connected to the mainline Marvel Universe. And to my mind, it's completely connected. I mean, I know there's there's some other folk would argue argue otherwise, but, um, you know, she she talks here about whenever they were traveling, you know, they would sometimes, uh, one of her parents and her were traveling, her and her sister, they would, they would sometimes stop and, and rest. And, you know, sometimes there would be a graveyard nearby and their parents would rest in the shadow of the big tombstones and, uh, they would play a game of how to find the oldest grave, and Jean has died. She says she's died more times than anyone can keep track of, um, and maybe that's in part because I learned at a very early age that death wasn't something to fear. That's made me a better person and a hero. And uh, you know, uh, Beast says you're suggesting that death or the fear of it rather makes people selfish. You know what I mean? You've only got a short time, so why think about anybody else? You know. So there's a there's an argument there as well. You know. Um, you know, Beast says, I suppose it doesn't encourage generosity or bravery. Um, you know, and uh, what Jean says is, what I'm saying is, without death, life is less about me and more about us. The long game of mutant kind, the dream of Krakoa. And we're charged with protecting it as they as they resurrect or attempt to resurrect Charles. But there's a really lovely, way, so we're flipping back and forth between these two strands. Back to uh, Domino, uh, Wolverine and Kid Omega. And uh, what I thought was just the, <laughs> one of the best scenes of the book um was domino she's still half dead you know uh kid omega is talking about there's a psionic dampener they need to get further away before he can engage his powers you know and wolverine's going run like hell and then domino's like logan logan and he's like don't worry dom we've got you and she he, she draws his attention to the power inhibitor around her neck you know her powers are in, and wolverine just stops and he goes hey kid and kid omega's going i'm running as fast as i can and he goes i got a feeling our luck's about to change, you know. <laughs> Pops off the inhibitor collar, and uh, suddenly, you know, Domino's luck powers kick in, and uh, and that means his powers, you know, it, it, her luck powers over override the psionic inhibitor, and suddenly, Kid Omega's got this psionic <laughs> rocket launcher on his shoulder. Uh, so some really great stuff uh, in this book. Um, you know, as we as we move through it, I mean, again, we've still got the we've still got the the text parts of these books which are yeah. really fantastic we see we see a mysterious someone murdering the fifth assassin who was yeah uh, they were trying to get information out of um and uh, you know so we've got a traitor on the island somewhere you know or somewhere that someone that feels that certainly the death of a of a human is is worth the uh the information that mutant when i first ways. saw this i thought it was apocalypse I don't know why. It's a big old hand, I suppose. Big old um, hand looks like a large hulking character. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm not. I'm just not sure. I just don't know. Um, I just don't know. Uh, no clue. Um, I would have said. I mean, Wolverine was the was the individual who was trying to kill him off last. The, the fifth assassin off last issue. So, uh, but Wolverine, as we know, is not on the island. 
So, but yeah, definitely seems like a bigger character. Um, Black Tom is still is still feeling guilty about you know his lack of ability to 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 defend the island against the assassins. Um, but Magneto uh, Magneto takes to the to Manhattan where Mag- uh, where he, there's a lot of reporters and, yeah, and a lot of rumors, dignitaries, and about the death of Charles Xavier. And as uh, Magneto, I guess, is about to explain Xavier with Cerebro appears through the uh, appears through the portal from Krakoa, um, alive and well, you know, and the question is, but maybe you're a shapeshifter. What if you're an illusion? And uh, the question was Charles says he says, is that question any more relevant than it was before? <laughs> you know, so great stuff. Um, so yeah, um, there's a there's another great text part in here. I don't know if you you read Alan about the Cerebro sword. sword. Oh, so yeah. last issue, uh, Magneto took the pieces of the broken shattered mm-hmm. Cerebro. I made it into a blade, yeah. cerebro sword. So there's a, there's a, there's a little bit about that and how you know he gave it, you know, following this moment he gave it to he gave it to to Xavier, and said, "I suggest you keep this close." And Xavier took it by the hilt and promised that Magneto had, would do as he advised. So uh, a lot of great dialogue through yeah, there. A lot yeah. of great writing. You know, a man at war cannot be a man of peace. That's right. Yeah. Um, cerebro was broken, but forged anew and refined like Xavier's dream. I wonder if Hickman, because he's head of X, so to speak, I wonder if he writes Is all he these. these bits. Yeah, I think so because mm, they, they have a very u- unilateral tone. They do. To them. They do. You're 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 not wrong at all. You're not wrong at all. I'm just looking at the uh, looking to see if there is any indication as to who. Um, I guess it's either Hickman or as uh, the writer. You know. Um, so anyway, Kid Omega's parts are now back. He can now use his powers to hold Domino together to. To give her the parts she needs to, to get away from here alive. Um, of course, the base in, in, in South Korea blows up before they can go back um, to, to figure anything out. And then back on the uh, back in uh, on Krakoa, um, we have a team around the table: Wolverine, Kid Omega, Domino, who has now been helped by Krakoa to heal, Magneto, Sage, uh, Jean Grey, and Beast. And what what we really see is is the formation of the X-Force. tree formation of X-Force here. Um, so this, I guess this is the end of the first, that, that origin arc, you know, but we're seeing this team, uh, Charles ex- explaining that, you know, deniable operation is necessary because that's what the humans have done. So they need to be deniable as well. And as Wolverine points out, that's why they're all hiding in this swamp hole with a waterfall roaring outside to make sure their voices can't be heard. Um, so obviously this is X-Force's secret also to the mutants of Krakoa. They are a true espionage team, aren't they? They really are. <coughs> so, you know, that's, uh, and that's exactly what, what Charles says. Um, he says, you you studied our enemy and determined they're trying to catch up with us, bioengineered themselves into weapons using science to give them that what nature won't, and you followed their scent and spilled their blood like hunters. The left hand turns a page, the right hand makes a fist. That feels right to me. That feels like a force of good. So to me, to me, my ex. <laughs> so yeah, so I thought that was a really, really strong book. I think, I think all of the the X stuff uh, has been really strong. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, they're all different degrees of strong. I do think this one just stands out every time. Even just like again, I I know it's obviously a bit of a joke where I'm talking about nine panel structure, but even what they do in this second last page is really interesting. Where, you know, it's like. A mirror of the two different leaders mm. and you know it sort of starts out with a wide shot of xavier then goes in close closer close and then it pulls away pulls away pulls away and you've got you know the same sort of sense of scale and depth to each image 
it's, it's just a lot yeah. of a lot of care clearly goes into this and, and we're, we're introduced to the the xeno who are the mm. i guess the the, the next anti-mutant uh, bad bad guys yeah yeah so I wanted to throw out a special mention as well. I thought the opening dialogue was incredible. Like uh-huh. it was just this uh, sort of monologue of you know a human talking to a mutant, and it was like we as humans recognize our limitations, and then we invent remedies. Telescopes and microscopes compensate for the weakness of eyes. Hammers and saws defy the softness of hands. Boots and skis allow feet to explore rocks and snow and water. Drugs shield and purify the body. And you, dear Domino. You're a walking skeleton key that will help us pick the lock of evolution. I just think the dialogue is incredible in and this. That, but, I mean, what you're saying about mirror image, yep. uh, that mirrors Xavier's speech at the exactly. end about how humans, you know, use bioengineering and stuff to, to do what nature won't, you know. Interesting stuff. Yeah, really, really strong. Really strong. And what really gives me uh, great hope as well is the same writer is doing Wolverine. Uh, Benjamin Percy. That's so, due for uh, release. That's going to be in February, I believe. And then um, one I'm very excited about due in March, which was announced today. Yeah, wasn't announced it? today. One of your favorite characters getting his own series, yeah, Cable. Cable. Fantastic. Um, Jerry Dugan. Jerry Dugan. Phil Noto on yeah, art. So good uh, stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I kind of have the impression that with X, X-Men titles, there's going to be six at any one time. You know, with Wolverine when that launches... Uh, there's no solicitations that month for Fallen Angels. So I think they're going to do six at a time. Right, right. Because I have had a few people in store have slight reservations about jumping on the X-Men stuff because they think I'm going to ultimately need to be on like 12 books to understand this. I don't think so. I think... But I think it'll yeah. keep it a six, I think. But I mean, I, I don't I don't think you need to be reading the other books to be mm-hmm. understanding any of the... I mean, there's... There's... there's uh, tendrils to <laughs> just thinking about Krakoa and the plants but uh, but uh, there's definitely tendrils of stories that reach into the other stories but I think in general each of the each of the books has their own uh, feel and their own story and their own well that's actually quite true for me because anytime I come around here I read X-Force so <laughs> and you're not reading and I don't others. read any of the others so and you're, you're having no problem at all and not that I'm aware yeah, of I mean no, I would no. say X-Force of those books I think X-Force is the most impactful on and the most impacted by the other books mm-hmm. so that's interesting to hear that yeah yeah I, I would put X-Force to the top of all the, the Dawn of X stuff so far so um, yeah can't recommend it enough uh, I think X-Force 2 was my pick a few weeks ago I think we talked about X-Force 1 when it came out there's definitely a recurring theme here with uh, the level of quality. Um, I do also think as well that at some point Joshua Kassara is probably going to draw a Batman book because the amount of times oh, you yeah. see Wolverine in this and he just sort of looks a little bit like Batman. Just with, with the design. Just, just a no, little he's bit. Got the, yeah, I suppose he's got the, the pointy, yeah. pointy bits. He's got the sort of the smaller pointy ears, shall we say. Um but I think, but he's just a great artist in general. Yeah, yeah but, definitely, uh, definitely. Yeah, cool. So that was Keith. Tell me this. Sorry, want to interrupt you. That's all. See these books. Is there a smaller amount of ads in them because of the? Feels like it. Maybe because of that extra material. because uh, it yeah. flows. It looks like it flows so much better than. Yes. I don't, I don't want to rag on any sort of DC book here, but uh, go on. Yeah. <laughs> They're tough to read at times, and I'm sure other people feel the same way. But looking through that. I think there is there there are ads in them, but haven't seen are they saved are they saved to the back? Took us to about or, twenty pages in, I'd say, to get an advert for a different uh, it was, Marvel title. I was, I was looking at Keith yeah, thumbing through it there, and I just point. thought that was kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah, that's but. a fair point. I do wonder if some of that is because of those text pages, 
because yeah. maybe a comic book has to be a certain length and if they only do 20 pages of sequential art yeah. they got to fill the other pages they're not just going to ship a book that's 20 pages you know well, what i mean yeah. i wonder has hickman sort of said actually guys my books are going to be of such quality that you can you can <laughs> drop the advertisements uh, you never know <laughs> people are people are going to buy them yeah you and clearly they are so far because the books are selling well because I just flicked through Undiscovered Country and it wasn't till the end. Indie in general, yeah. We we always say that this is the advantage of indie books versus the, the big two. Um, ads, yeah. The indie books, any ads will always be at the back. Um, and it'll literally be just a couple. And it's, it's like a big bugbear. Yeah, it's a big bugbear of ours, you know, as, a, as comic readers. Um, is that... And you know I'm I'm not I'm not an idiot. I may be more of a DC fan than Marvel, but DC are more guilty of this. The adverts at times, even just the placement of them, are bloody awful. Um, but yeah, that's I, I genuinely had noticed that about the yeah. Xbox. Fair, well, well noticed, Roddy. Nice uh, one. <laughs> I mean, you've a copy of New Mutants over there. Have we? Have we Jeff Duke at that? Just to well, I believe I shall. Let's see if just what do you what do you call that guy? It? The magician. Oh, uh, huh. oh, the the the. I wonder if he turns oh, up. Why? Yeah, what do you, oh, what do you call him? Sorry. We need Kale in here to, <laughs> <laughs> to tell us. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine it's because of oh, those, those text pages. Fair, look, look. He's, he's all happy with what he noticed. And he's not even reading them. Yeah, no, I mean, um, <laughs> uh, there's one advert, and it's again, it's 12 pages in, and it's the same advert, actually. It's the Iron Man 2020, number one. Uh, there's, there's one advert in the book there's one advert inside the back page and one advert inside the front page uh, yeah. so that's interesting yeah cool very cool so obviously you know we now get to you Vicky what was your pick of the week I can't pick this week because <laughs> I haven't read my full list from last week it was only a few but you've been busy this week too yes yes with <laughs> work and store and everything it's been it's been busy. Yeah. Don't worry. When we get to our epic <laughs> nine hour end of year podcast, uh, you'll have plenty to say. I'm sure. Nine it hour minimum. It will probably be my rant that Saga's still not back. <laughs> 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 and I'm hoping that that will be announced soon, as I'm sure a lot of people are. Yeah. You know, they're making Doomsday Clock look like quickly released at this point. Any, uh, um, well. I don't I know. They've had 54 issues out. I know that took six years, but still. Yeah. Oh no, Saga uh, was one of those titles, just like The Walking Dead, just like I don't know, Chill Oblivion out. Song, doesn't miss a beat. It was six issues monthly. Take a break for three months, release the trade. Six issues, take a break for three months. They were like clockwork. So, uh, I think they'll just when the when Saga returns, I think it'll be a big deal, and I think they want to make sure the quality stays as high as possible. Well, that's that's the reason why they took the break was because they said that six years is, is long enough to be doing it they wanted to take I a think break they were a bit emotionally drained where the story ended as well so um i think with the way fiona um staples art style is like you always get these splash pages and you always wonder what they're going to be because it's just so big and bold and you just you look forward to it every time you get the issue you're just like you're excited to see it because the art is just fantastic like the writing is just as good but what I like about it, I know we've probably mentioned it before, but like Brian K. Vaughan has credited Fiona Staples first on the books now because he says that the art style makes the book, like there's just some of the stuff that comes out on it is just amazing. So that's why I kind of need it back. Need to 
See where it goes. There's plenty to keep you going. We in the all meantime. need it back. We all need it back. I know. I know. I'm glad I'm not the only one now. No, no. Um, yeah, I mean that. But that those were all the main picks that we went for. You know, Curse of the White Knight for myself. Undiscover Country for Roddy and X Force for Keith. There were a couple of other we uh, a couple of other ones I thought were worth mentioning quickly. I do know Kalen's pick was going to be Superman eighteen, which was uh, the truth as it was called. I read it as well. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did think the last four pages were unnecessary, but I can't go into why without spoiling it. Um, so this was the big reveal. This is the big reveal where Superman basically decides to tell the world that he is Clark Kent. The issue is worth reading alone just for the reaction of Perry um, and how he's told. It's one of the best pages of comic this year in any title. Wow. It's brilliant. Um, but the last four pages wrangled on me a little bit, but um, that's for another time. Uh, the other two that I thoroughly enjoyed, um, one was an indie title called Red Mother. Uh, this was once again from our good friends Boom, who just are on such a run at the moment. Uh, this is written by Jeremy Juan and illustrated by Danny Luckert. Got real Gideon Falls vibes off it. Really Definitely, dark yeah. horror. Um, starts off with almost what looks like a sort of nightmare sequence that's slightly out of sync with the next 10 pages. Um, What's the gist of the story? So it, it kicks off with this uh, couple who are obviously quite early into a relationship. Uh, they're out on a date. They're talking about like maybe moving in together. Maybe you know they should stay together tonight, all this kind of thing. But this sort of nice romantic moment is interrupted when they hear someone scream uh, down a sort of dark secluded doorway. Uh, the guy goes off to investigate. But what's weird about it is he goes off to investigate, you know, with her saying, look, let's get out of here. But as he's walking towards the gate, it's almost like his demeanor changes. And he's like, hey, come on now. Oh, ye yes, mother. And then he just disappears. And there's no evidence of where he went. But she also gets attacked and loses an eye. Um, and then you see like all this red sort of blood descend over her vision and um, she wakes up in the hospital. It even has that classic boom, <laughs> double page spread with title. Um, that something something that's killing the children <laughs> does so well. Um, I but think yeah, you rushed that, Alan. <laughs> but yeah, the rest of the book is pretty much about her recovery, you know, back to, you know, getting over the fact she was attacked. She lost this guy that she was close to. She lost an eye. You know, they're looking into investigations and stuff. And there's some people might find, find this a bit monotonous, but I thought it was a really interesting look at how a victim recovers from such a horrific attack. Yeah, I thought it was great too. It was a really, really intriguing premise. Really, really enjoyed the book. But I loved, I guess some people might say it was slow and the premise didn't really pick you up, but I really felt, I really felt for her in the way with the page designs yeah. and all. It really sort of put you in, characters the mind of I mean, the character you know i mean a lot of it was just her going to therapy getting over talking to someone but then the book just takes this massive right turn at the end where so she's got a new eye made for her, a prosthetic eye and it's been painted to be the same color and all the rest but then the end of the book she starts getting these crippling headaches and there's no idea what's going on and there's this red vision and then she sees this crowd and then you suddenly see like the dark outline of this figure and then a little more and then a little more and then it just sort of ends. But it's, I don't know, I just find it really intriguing, really atmospheric, and really uh, good character. Looks the part. Good character work. What you got, Roddy? Uh, well, I guess there's kind of a, a nice segue into <laughs> Gideon Falls, because I thought the, the 
vil- well, I suppose he's the villain or the the nightmarish character, looked quite a bit like the laughing man in Gideon Falls. Talked at length about number 18 a couple of weeks ago. I'm guessing a month ago, obviously, right? <laughs> <laughs> forget, forget it's not monthly sometimes, but... Um, yeah, really enjoyed that book. I also picked up. I uh, I picked up after your last chat about Gideon Falls. Oh. Um, I picked oh, up the so. image first Gideon Falls from the shop. Brilliant. Uh, really enjoyed the first issue. Really enjoyed the first issue. So it works. I'm going so to uh, once he works through those ninety-seven comics, he has yeah, three. Yeah, I'll maybe yeah. Uh, I'll maybe grab a grab I'm a Punisher Kill Crew. Well, a, a complete yeah. edition or some sort of a whatever whatever way it's been released. Yeah, happy yeah, days. it's pretty cool That's stuff. That's a good recommendation. Yeah, um, yeah, can't recommend it enough. I also picked up Something Is Killing the Children. Thought it was stunning again. Sorry, what book was that? Something Is Killing the Children. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to reading that. I, I've I've dug the uh, last three issues of that and. Just it's really good. Tinian's doing well, um, that's great stuff. So really, I think it's amping up the mystery now, and there's a yeah, lot. There's a really cool final, final sort of scene. <laughs> haven't read, uh, haven't read the next, the, the the current issue, but the last issue, yes, just those. Like, they're really broadening out the characters, and uh, yeah, it's really, it's really interesting stuff, and the yeah. the larger impact on the town of the, yeah, the children. There's also there's also a really funny scene in it where she goes to a hardware store yeah. and uh, picks out monster hunting equipment. It's very funny. Um, yeah, you sort of get a bit more. Of, <laughs> you get a bit more of Erica Slaughter. Um, in the I uh, to read it now. I'm going to stick with uh, with the uh, the X Men stuff uh, for one of my uh, the almost ad free the almost ad free X Men stuff. Uh, so Ed Breeson, uh, it was hickman and Breeson up until now yeah um, I, th- I think they were co-plotting the first arc at mm. the very least but i'm nearly so, sure hickman's name was first on issue one yeah so and um, flaviano was the artist anyway wasn't that the case wasn't he last issue can't remember maybe not because was it not rod rice that launched yes it was you're right you're yeah, right because so. he does the cover for that one i think he does wow. uh, yes you're right so uh there's been a change of gears because uh the first two issues covered the original new mutants um and uh, the, the Chris Claremont's New Mutants and they were yeah. out in space so issue 3 then we have I mean it's interesting because there are a bunch of characters that were introduced in the X-Men a bunch of years ago who as as they, they were the, the new students of the, the Academy and uh, Herman Glob and Armour and um, a few others like that Beak and Angel who were introduced during uh, uh, Grant Morrison's run yeah. um, if I recall so this shifts gears to back to Krakoa and to these mutants. So I wasn't expecting that. I thought we were still going to be following um, the yeah, original new mutants. And the star uh, and that's, and all that kind yeah, of stuff. yeah, yeah. And that's sort of what I was looking forward to. So this, this shift in gears was a wee bit jarring, but but the story was good. And uh, normally, uh, I'd say these characters would not hold the same interest for me. Mm-hmm. But because of the way it's been done, I'm going to stick with it. And, uh, yeah. You know... That was really good. I I really like stuff that is, um, I really like stuff like that that's sort of showing how the rest of the world is reacting Mm. to Krakoa. And I mean, yeah, these these characters are still new mutants. They're still young mutants. So I guess it's still within the the signature of the book. So yeah, yeah, I thought that was very strong as well and ended really well and really interesting. But no, it 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 cut well to those characters because they the, none of them are characters I'm familiar with. Well, you know, the, the, at like, all the, the the bridging character there was Boom Boom. Yeah, um, and she was in Sunspot's room whenever uh, Armor discovered her, and uh, Boom Boom was one of not one of the original New Mutants, but um, 
ironically, she was one of the original, not the Fallen Angels, but one of the original Exterminators, yeah. um, who eventually joined the group and became one of the New Mutants. So, uh, so she's kind of the bridging character there. Yeah, and she's complaining. Jesus, why did they go to space? Why did they not ask me if I wanted to come? <laughs> you know. So, so yeah, sticking with it. Sticking with it. Excellent. Um, I'm just throwing one more, just one last one out, uh, just because it was one I a sold well in the store, and b I, I know a lot of people were looking forward to. This was the Tom Taylor one shot for Detective Comics, uh, which was titled Orphans. Um, what I really liked about this book um, is, first of all, it just continues to show what a great writer Tom Taylor is. But there was a lot of Damien in this, which I really liked. Um, there was a lot of stuff with um, with Bruce as well. It wasn't just so much a Batman title. It was a Bruce Wayne title as well. And it was all about how you know the Wayne Foundation can help orphaned kids and how they can make a difference in their lives. And all they that can help orphan kids or they can help orphaned kids? They can help kids who have been orphaned. Okay, so they're not going to orphan children. No, <laughs> okay. they're not, no. Um, but what was interesting as well was this was the first book Without Alfred, um, Lucius Fox filled that role. Um, there was a couple of times in the back cave where, you know, Batman's working on um, some different case files and stuff. And it's Lucius that comes in and it's Lucius who's actually helping him. He even wears a dicky bow, similar to Alfred. Um, <laughs> but I found it interesting that that's the first book I've read where the present or the lack of presence of Alfred's really felt. Mm, interesting. Um, obviously being impacted from Tom Keane's run where yep. Alfred uh, sadly died. Um, I shouldn't mention 85. Uh, yeah, so Detective <laughs> 1017, really good stuff. Um, yeah, Fantastic. that's pretty much it from me. Yeah, um, I just wanted to throw out a mention to... So 2099 has been pretty much full swing these past couple of weeks. Um, spun out of Amazing Spider-Man. And spun then out of... Yo, see what I then, didn't do there? <laughs> <laughs> Bunch then of one-shots, wasn't went it? Went in a whole lot of one-shots of varying quality and then started with alpha and is going to end with omega like tomorrow yeah. which is also another one of tomorrow's big titles yeah um yeah so the weeks before i know you enjoyed the fantastic I four one fantastic. Yeah. i seem to be in the minority but fantastic I four uh, was one with conan, conan fantastic punisher. four conan punisher venom doom there's probably a couple more I no, had. No, Spider-Man, Spider yeah. Alpha and Omega. Yeah. Um, and then Amazing. I thought some of them were very... Uh, it seemed to be you spent a lot of time with the character, but it, was, a, it was an origin story. Ghost yes, Rider. Ghost Rider. It was an origin story for them, and you didn't really get a sense of the character for me, but I thought the Doom one, really, really interesting. There's quite a shocking revelation, shall we say, in it and the spider-man one is great because it i thought there was a lot of kind of i don't want to say messing around but like not a lot of like true quality within the books i thought there was maybe a bit of you know like padding they felt mm -hmm. i don't want to sound negative but some of them felt a bit like I padding. Agree with you. You know? i mean i agree with you. i was really looking forward to this event um they i i i mean they're they're, they're having to do a lot in, in one issue mm -hmm. you know in each of these one shots um, but also I'm sort of familiar with who the characters were in the original 2099 so all these for the most part characters were in 2099 originally Conan was not uh, I don't no Conan was not but all of the others were um, mm -hmm. Venom maybe was not either but certainly the, the core character of 2099 was Spider-Man yeah. mm -hmm. um, and Doom 2099 was a big part of 
the, the 2099 universe. Um, so these are the two that I, was, I haven't read them yet, but these are the two I was looking forward to. I'm also aware that, that Spider-Man 2099 has been written by Nick Spencer, who is also writing Spider-Man and the, the, the 2099 storyline. And Doom is our buddy Zdarsky, isn't that right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the, in the Spider-Man, he was, he, was, he was the core character of the 2099 universe. In the original 2099 universe, Doom was our Victor Von Doom, who had gone forward in time and had got new Prometheum armor and was kind of acting like a hero a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, read read that one and get back to me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that seems to be the current theme of yeah, tonight. Um, I'm looking forward uh, to read it. Read that, back to us. <laughs> but yeah, they, like I really enjoyed these two. So cool. we'll say no cool, more cool, about cool. that. Can't wait to have you. Uh, Do we talk about this? Have you read the original 2099 Spider-Man run? No, I have not. Oh, you should. So you should. I love the cartoon. That was uh, that was where where my introduction from it right, came right. from. Um, that that run by Peter David is fantastic and really it's it is the 2099 universe and alchemax and his origin and um i think we discovered there was a trade paperback mm-hmm. wasn't there uh might be worth the grabby grabby yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> cool grabby grabby uh yeah i mean oh well just uh just see um i have to throw one more out there actually because i just saw keith looking through his pile quickly and again there won't be uh, any spoilers of any kind but just a big thank you to tom taylor for his friendly neighborhood spider-man run that unexpectedly and out of nowhere came to an end at issue 14 so that's the last issue that's the last issue that is unexpected yeah that's the last of his issues or it, it says it's entirely? the end of this volume is what they said but um he did announce okay. it on twitter um but i had actually read the book first and then there's an editorial at the back that said i'm bringing my run to an end oh. um brilliant issue again wonderful run frequently you know reviewed and talked about at great length on this podcast um so yeah just a, a, a one of our favorite titles of the year i would i would say um i haven't read anything else uh to uh <laughs> to do an honorable mention it's um, okay Keith. you're not but you're not on your own there but uh i can tell you that jane foster valkyrie by jason aaron and al ewing is the best book that you're still not reading <laughs> um i used to refer to jimmy olsen <laughs> to everybody look keith, uh, I'm, I'm, keith i'm I've already started catching up in seven years of Jason Aaron Thor. Give me a break. Here. I, I just, I'm, it's, it's <laughs> fantastically, <me> <laughs> it's fantastically written. It's great stories and it contains what may be my new favorite character of 2019 and Mr. Horse, uh, who is the, who is the, uh, the Pegasus, the flying Valkyrie horse that can that Spider-Man rides. talk to Mr. Horse when he's wearing that helmet. Uh, maybe, possibly, <laughs> possibly. Um, the interesting is thing is, Punisher Kill Crew? no, I was in no. more of the realms. Oh, okay. I mean, we know that, that Al Ewing is an Englishman yeah. and uh, he, Mr. Horse can talk, um, but he has, he, his dialogue is that of a Yorkshireman, uh, a hey union man, lad. you know, he's, he's very much a, hey, up lad, and uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's very, very, very cool character. He lives in Jane's apartment with her. Um, he, whenever he, 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 she asks him to do anything, He's very clear that he needs to be paid the union rate and hey, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you know that you know. So there's there's a, there was a great scene in issue five, um, where uh, the Grim Reaper, who has been empowered as uh, like a Deathbringer by Mephisto and is threatening to take Jane's role as the Valkyrie offer, um, he has he is one of Mephisto's horses. You know, it's all, you know, uh, 
it's all flaming eyes and flaming hoofs, you know. <laughs> there's one scene where Mr. Horse effectively charges this horse and, you know, he goes towards him. He uses the, the, the line from Goodwill Hunting where, where he charges towards him and he goes, Hey, up, lad, do they like apples? <laughs> and the, the other horse goes, Apples? What? And he just charges at him and he goes, How do you like them apples? <laughs> It's so so good. So read this book. It's 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 like a, a superhero origin. It's her trying to figure out who she is and what a Valkyrie is and what she should be doing and what her roles and responsibilities are and you know, it's her as a, a former Thor and, and a cancer survivor and it's really, really good stuff, you know. It's she is the last Valkyrie, she's got no one else to learn from because they're all you know, then her her job is to is to effectively escort souls to Valhalla. You know, it's really good stuff. It's really good stuff. Really strong. Really is strong. It just, uh, is it just a mini series or is no? It I, I mean, as I understand, it's a it certainly was billed as an ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's Al Ewing and it's Jason Arnold. Um, you you could it came off the back of War of the Realms. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so that's pretty much our uh, take on the 11th of December. Uh, we always do like to finish off with what we're looking forward to this week. Um, how long have you got? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just throw it out there straight away. I mean, for me, there's the big releases this week. End of Tom King's Batman run, Batman 85. I may have already read it. Um, Doomsday Clock number 12. Uh, you've also Batman Last Night Earth number 3, which is the end of that. And also Harley number three, so it's a there is great quality Marvel stuff as well. But I would just say this week those are the four titles of anything I'm looking forward to the most. How about yourself, Rod? Cool. Um, God, I was looking through it there. The releases. There's even more stuff. Let's just keep going just, and going. Like, I, I should preface all this by saying that the biggest delivery we had taken in store to this point was 635 issues. Yeah. The delivery this week was 997 issues. Damn it. <laughs> Well, and it took Vicky and I, plus a couple of others, about four hours to bag and board it. Lord. I <laughs> guess we'll show... Oh, sorry. And we have to go in early tomorrow to finish the pool lists. Okay, so I'll be quick. <laughs> it's okay. So, there's actually one that uh, isn't on the pool list, but I think might interest people, but not Keith. Wonder Woman Dead Earth, number one. <laughs> not because it's Wonder Woman, but earlier. because it's Black Label. I tried Black Label, yeah. And then yeah. I think there's another couple of Black Label stuff. There's yeah, Joker, Killer Smile. And then there's number, yeah, Killer Smile, number two. Then there's Low Low Woods, yeah, number it's one. Yeah, the next Hell House. Hellblazer, number two. Don't know if that's Black Label, is it? Uh, yeah, it's Black Label, yeah. and yeah, it's... a. If I, if I had a top five, that probably would have been number it's five. Yeah. Just first mad. issue. So like good. I don't know how you guys are gonna do it. Um, for me, probably that wasn't your list. No, no, no. <laughs> We're just getting started here. Um, uh, yeah, for me, I'll just I'll keep it short. Looking forward to folklore's basketball heads number three. Three. Uh, yeah. Once in future and. What are you taking on my picks? <laughs> and uh, if you say another title beginning with F, you're screwed. <laughs> okay that's it yeah. <laughs> uh, for me uh, the one I'm really looking forward to uh, Andrew Maschi and her band of soldiers are back uh, in Old Guard Force Multiplied number one yep. so uh, given our uh, given our book club on that and our excitement about it I'm really and really looking forward to that the cover is just proper like fitting in with the theme of the first cover they're, they're sticking oh, with yeah. the cover Keith I'm surprised you're not saying King Thor I've got three picks Vicky 
Sorry. <laughs> he's I, thought, got, I thought I was going to be your top He's got pick old, four, he's awesome. uh, old guard, one that you've ruined. And <laughs> one no, more. but I thought that would have been oh. his top pick. Uh, the, uh, yeah, the final chapter of uh, of the year-spanning, award-winning saga and King Thor 4 come, King Thor 4 comes to Saga why uh, did you say that name why did you say that so <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it um, a few other bits and pieces coming out I would agree with Roddy Folklords 2 uh, is out tomorrow so uh, yeah, first so issue yeah. was exceptionally strong I will also add in G.I. Joe number 3 and Black Stars <laughs> Above number 2 yeah so I'm looking forward to that as well actually yeah Blade Runner number five. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> Mind and Head as well. It's another indie title I'm really digging. And of the X books, which we're enjoying so much, there's a new issue of all of them, yeah. except for X Men. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, five different issues. Um, so, yeah, suffice to say, there is a, a, a plethora of quality this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the last week of releases for DC. They're not releasing anything on the week of the 26th. I think you're forgetting me. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm what are you looking forward to? Farmhand. Farmhand. There's the one about yeah, That was yeah, the yeah. F title. That, that was the F. Perfect. And, um, is that the end of the next? No, no this is number 12. Num- uh, was it not 13? Uh, I thought it was 12. But Possibly could be tw- I can't remember. But um, They're in, they're in sets of five, aren't they? Yeah, they yeah. always do them in five and have the... And then there's Jeff Lemire's Family Tree. Family which, Tree, um, great first issue. Quite funny. Well, it's not really funny, but it's quite good. Like, Jeff Lemire's quite a good writer. Um, but yeah, folklore's and um, once in future, I'm quite looking forward. Oh, to. once in future as well, yeah, yeah, always great. The granny, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious to see if it's going to be the end of the arc. It's issue five, so yeah. sometimes with boom titles, there might be five issue arcs rather than six. I'm uh, pretty sure there's more, but like, mm. like there's there's loads. There's, there's loads. loads. <laughs> yeah. There's just too many. So. so next week is going to be six hours long. <laughs> Well, actually, well, I mean, I guess... And that's just going to be six hours of Keith Thorne by Keith Thorne. Yeah. <laughs> I guess our schedule could and be a little squiffy Batman. over the next few weeks. Yeah, um, I mean, we've we've tried our best to obviously keep this with weekly content and so forth. Obviously, the next few weeks, with it being the holidays and, and all the rest, well, we will have to sit down and see what we can figure out. Mm. Um, but yeah, as Keith says, there may be a little more sporadic over the next few weeks. We are variously returning to families or... Uh, uh, such things places from which we come at Christmas yeah um, <laughs> we're going back to whence we came <laughs> it, it, it's just yeah. typical you know we get this lovely brand new spanking equipment that's like one podcast and we're done <laughs> we'll see you in a few weeks well we'll see I mean I guess we'll see what the, we'll see what the crack is but we do we, we'll, we'll, we'll do we'll do our best we'll do our best but if not we'll definitely be back to our regularly scheduled program in, uh, in January yeah we'll have catching up to do do like a Soft relaunch in January. With an end of year yeah. podcast yeah. that I seem to be the only one looking forward to. <laughs> oh, I don't, I'd, I'd be good for it in January. I just don't see you having the time for it before the end of December. Uh, no, well, no, we'll, we can review anything before the year's out. You know, what, yeah. if, what if something just hits the spot right at the end? It's a fair point. You've got incoming on the 26th. Marvel's latest big new event. Who is it that has died? So you were saying DC tomorrow yeah, is so the end. tomorrow basically they've they front loaded all of dc's titles this is their last releases of this year uh, marvel they they don't have an awful lot coming next week but there are a couple of big ones there's incoming uh there's venom start of venom island is next week um so there are a couple and then it'll be uh 2020 and we'll finally get to see iron man 2020 
That's right. <laughs> They've been advertising for two years. <laughs> I bet you're looking forward to that, aren't you? Oh, I can't wait yeah. for that. You know, you know me. I love me a Tony Stark tale. Do you think we're getting another uh, another DC relaunch in 2020? Um, it's hard to tell because. So we're about to get James Tinian taking over Batman. So with Batman '86, there's a, there's a three page preview of that in Batman '85, which is really good actually. I think it's in safe hands. There is talk of them doing a bit of legacy numbering, similar to what Marvel do. Um, you know, I have wondered why this has just never been done before because it's just simplicity and genius in its simplicity. Um, if I had to guess, I I have to read Doomsday Clock Twelve, I guess. <laughs> maybe that'll give me my answer. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. It's. I mean, I mean there does seem to be have been some rumblings about another sort of a crisis yeah. level there's been this rumblings of uh something called 5g which was the worst name in the world but it would be fifth generation mm, yeah, that's yeah. what that's about i don't know i mean leads of superheroes has just kicked off um i don't know i hope not i yeah, really do yeah. hope not because things are taking over for i'm not a fan of relaunches just keep pumping out good stories with established characters and i'm happy mm. um so i guess Year the villain will be over well, I'm looking forward, actually, it was one that we didn't actually mention there, but Year of the Villain Hell Arisen, four-issue miniseries starts tomorrow, and it's James Tinian writing it, and it's basically the Batman Who Laughs team versus Apex Lex's team, it's just, they're even advertising as like a boxing match, like in the adverts and stuff, so. Who I think they when everybody's a bastard? Well, you know, well, Batman will obviously win, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, big week tomorrow. Um, and I think that'll be enough comics to keep people going to the end of the year. Perfect. To say yeah, the least. I've got enough sitting in front of me to keep me going for the end of the year. <laughs> I'm going to read all those before you leave. Tonight. You're fine. <laughs> we'll be back recording. Um, so, yeah. So, that was our uh, weekly review show for releases on the 11th. Um, we're going to wind it up there because, as Vicky states, we have to uh, be in really early tomorrow. <laughs> to sort out all the pools but no it's a big week and there's so much quality there guys so um looking forward to sharing them with you and you can all shed a few tears like i did at batman 85 and where can we find the coffee and heroes news and communications well you can come to the store which is unit seven no it's not it's unit five six in smithfield um yeah i mean you can catch us all the usual social media channels just search coffee and heroes find us on facebook instagram twitter and, of course, on this fine podcast. Which you can find on all the usual providers. Um, most helpful if uh, you find us on Apple Podcasts. Um, subscribe and like and maybe leave a review uh, because that is a really good way of, uh, of, of making sure that people people can see us and, and Apple Podcasts keep us visible. Yeah, and I'm also looking into it at the moment, just getting it on the Spotify as well. One or two people have asked, so I'm looking into that as well. Sweet. Oh, cool. So, yeah, that is it from us. We hope that this new equipment has proven useful. And I think, if you know, should it should it be the last uh, episode before the festive season? Merry Christmas to you, each and every one of you. Indeed. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, we'll hopefully get something recorded before then, but if we don't, Hope you guys all have a good Christmas and a happy 2020. And yeah. we'll, we'll see you then. Thank you for listening. Indeed. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.